When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. Today we're going to see the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. How are you feeling about this? Um, where are you at? Where's your head at? So I like Guardians of the Galaxy movies, so that's good. Yeah. Tick. Um, we saw the Christmas special recently. Yeah, and I feel like the Christmas special was enough. Like, I don't know that I... You've had your fill. Yeah, I don't know that it was very good timing of them to do that. Now, I don't know how many people watched it. We watched it and we talked about it over on our Patreon at the time, but um, it was fine. I didn't mind it. It was grand. And I just feel like it, if that hadn't happened, I'd be maybe a bit more interested in this movie than I am. Yeah, so that's I, my feeling about it. But I, I know I like the movies and I think James Gunn is brilliant. So, like, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, so famously, uh, James Gunn, now the um, co-head of DC Studios. So this is his final Marvel project before he goes over to the DC EU and does his own thing there. Mm -hmm. Resurrects it, does his own thing. Um, yeah, I'm also a big fan of these series. I think that first Guardians film is probably the best MCU movie, in my opinion. Ooh, um, It's a fun series. It's a good series. The second one was like uh, didn't quite uh, reach the heights of the of the first but had some good moments um so i'm 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 kind of positive and optimistic about this but i'm i'm as we've is well documented in our recent <laughs> episodes there's just too much of this stuff and the quality is is low now and i'm talking about the marvel studios stuff they haven't for for me this phase 4 or 5 or whatever one this is now is just it's just all duds from Endgame down. I am expecting this one to be way better than Ant-Man, which is the last one we watched. That, that one was a low Yeah, point. I'm expecting this to be way better than that. I mean, that's a, not a hard yeah. bar to cross. I just say, I, and I think the fact that did James Gunn come off the second one and came back again? He'd be like bringing new life. He did, right? He had that whole controversy, yeah, where was he was hired by, but he fired was, by Disney. Yeah, because yeah. the second one was... Um, 2017 we did it on this podcast in one very early episode but did he direct it back. or not he did yes all right yeah and then oh, then he came off it. and then after that i think he was um wrapped up in a in a those those tweet those twitter scandal and got fired by disney and was and now he's back again was brought back yeah. i think so there has be, been a long gap i think he'll be given a good solid go of it uh, so let's go and watch it all right i'm yeah? excited let's go yeah bye bye Don't forget where we came from. We have been running our whole lives. Pete, I'm done running. Fly away together. One 
last time. Into the forever. That beautiful sky. Hi, it's us. We're back. We've just seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. If it's your first time at the cinema, there are no spoilers here, so you can stay. It's safe. Uh, there might, I guess, we I might spoil some stuff from previous Guardians of the Galaxy films, potentially. I think you have to, at this point, it's spoilers for anything in the MCU. Yeah, up, just... to, up to, except this movie. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. We'll get to Spoiler Street shortly. Yeah. Um, but just top line thoughts now. Uh, Kathy, where's, where are you, how are you feeling? I was sensing, sensing positivity. I, yeah, I think, I really think it was very good. Get positive vibes. I enjoyed it. I cried a ton during this movie. Okay, want to dig um, into that on Spoiler yeah, Street? Yeah, I really cried. I love the pivot into Rocket as the kind of core of the story. Yeah. And um, I had a really good time with it, really enjoyed it. I always loved the music in these movies. There were some awesome fight scenes, which were really cool. I really enjoy most of the cast, albeit I felt like the cast was too big and like Will... Yep. Coulter, is that his name, or Will Coulter? Poulter, yeah. Poulter, I love him, I think he's a brilliant actor. He's fine in this movie, but I felt like he was like one character too Wasted. many stuff. Yeah, then. absolutely. Um, but my overall, yeah, was very emotional, really enjoyed it, and um, was, was actually happy to be back in the world of Guardians of the Galaxy again, and to be kind of the music and the kind of silliness of it. Because what, what it does is it has music and silliness and is lighter than the other Marvel movies. It's a very self-contained story. It's not like... it's not. It has a really good baddie, which in fairness, Marvel are doing much better now, right? Even in Ant-Man, it had a good baddie. Um, so it had a good baddie. It had realistic stakes. It had like emotion. It had all the things a good movie should have. Uh, and it was funny. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I just am a bit fatigued with these, so like I find it hard to get too excited, but I cried way more than I would have expected at an Avengers movie. Okay. What about you? Um, so I'm not, I'm not as positive on this as you are, and, and I already apologise to our listeners who are diehards, because I just know I'm going gonna, gonna to go against the grain here, because <laughs> I think everyone is going to like this movie, or does like this movie. But for me, it wasn't great. It was, it was good, not great. And I'll caveat, before I get into my problems with the movie, I'll caveat it with, this is the best Marvel Studios movie since Endgame, I think. Maybe Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange are kind of up there as well. But this does feel like a return to quality and a Mm -hmm. return to form. I think- A return to like having actual, like stylistic choices that are good yeah like it feels a bit fresh and 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 um and it has a very like uh distinct aesthetic that also feels feels like it's on the marvel brand of color and Mm -hmm. vibrancy but i think the difference is compared to the ant-man one that all felt floaty and unreal and i didn't believe any of this Mm -hmm. whereas whatever they did with some of the sets here and we'll talk about it in spoilers there's more there, it's more tactile and I know there's still a heap of like computer uh, uh, graphic effects in this but there's costumes which look kind of like 
silly and, yeah. and fluffy and and like but but like they, they were they, they looked tangible mm. right so i had a sense of place in this yeah. that i did not get in quantum mania but oh it's like 10 20 times better than yeah that it's just it's just as you said it's got stakes it's got all those all the things that movie didn't have it's got stakes it's got momentum it's got um really good uh, emotional payoff for a lot of the characters but this is where I think the movie falls over and I'll go dig into it more when we get to Spoiler Street but I think it's too ambitious I think James Gunn to his cre- deserves credit for the ambition on display here for writing and directing this but as you nailed it there's too many characters here and he's trying to wrap up the whole series he's trying to give them all some sort of little mini payoff an arc in this and 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 also introduce new characters and uh, and and that too much is that is the bit i'm like you you guys have overstepped it again they did the same in wakanda forever just shoehorning in a character for the future will poulter is a great actor he's a good comedy actor he has good physicality in this but they don't know what to do with him yeah and he has no place in this movie he is he and it's clearly just the setup, so they've got another character for later. Yeah. And I'm like, he is just detracting from the overall movie. Yeah. Um, Whenever he had a scene, I was like, there's enough going on. Can we can we go back? Because there was already new villains introduced But also well. the tone of him was all over the place, yeah. which we will talk about in Spoiler Streets. I disagree with you. I don't think the villain here was good. I, oh, I love I the villain. I really like the actor, uh, Woody Iwuji. Um, I'm probably... Uh, butchering that but he uh, showed up in James Gunn's Peacemaker TV series as well and was fantastic in that very restrained and subtle and interesting I love his costume design no, I, yeah, the co- so costume cool. design was class um, and that was back to the real tactile like I think loads of the costume design was kind of like you know very tactile like Star Wars vibe some of it some of the creature design you know it's very clearly just men in suits yeah. and, uh, and I think but his particular aesthetic was brilliant I have no problem with the aesthetic I think I think he's a fine actor I loved him in Peacemaker in this I felt like it was too over the top he was fucking eating every bit of scenery he could find like you know that. just occasionally just shout it was a very shouty performance there was no nuance to the character there was also very little in terms of motivation besides god complex and to me he was really one note and very disappointing oh Um, interesting i was kind of glad to see a new character and also slightly surprised that they didn't try and shoehorn kang into this and kind of glad they didn't i'm glad they didn't i'm glad they that in for no i agree i'm glad it's a contained story um so yeah, I just think I, th- I think this movie's trying to do too much. I think there are some very, very good parts in here, which I would like to shout out in shortly. Did you cry? Um, but it is not the sum of its parts, and I don't think it, I don't think it, it, it works as a whole. It feels overstuffed. But I enjoyed myself. I did cry in a few moments. Um, so I, was like I think I just wanted it all to be a bit more cohesive. And also, I feel like the emotional payoff for a lot of the characters felt um, undeserved. Right, and 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 I'll and I'll speak to what exactly what I mean in a minute because I think we'll go to spoiler street. But guys, I'm sorry if you're all like, like rolling your eyes or unsubscribing or whatever. But I think this is a good movie. I think James Gunn is a fine filmmaker. I didn't enjoy this as much as something like The Suicide Squad. Um, and but I admire Which its never ambition. Was Dave's number one movie of the year? The yeah. year it came out. Yeah. Was it number two or one? No, oh, yeah. I believe it was. I the love one the Suicide movie of the Squad. Year. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
Let's go to Spoiler Street. Before we go to Spoiler Street, though, actually, it might be fun to speculate before people turn off. Do we think James Gunn, as good as he is at making these movies... Can save DC. Can anyone save DC? If anyone can do it, I think he's the man for the job. I mean, he he recently outlined his his roadmap. There's some interesting stuff on there. And Um, he's making the next... Superman movie, right? I don't know. Yeah, he's he's he is, himself yeah. is writing a young Superman movie. And I think he demonstrated s- in this film more than I've seen him before being very very good at actually very emotional stuff and really good character development and like backstories yeah. that I maybe wouldn't have guessed he could do. So I think I'm very curious to see what he does and I'm I've high hopes for him. I I really do actually. Yeah, I do. And and look but look at what he to did. Make this movie like in given what's going on in Marvel at the moment and how kind of dull it's become this movie is still a shining beacon as you say it's one of the better ones but it but it's from it's picking up on all the goodwill from the previous two as well that's why it feels like a return to form yeah but he was the creator of them though it's his yeah no I know it's very much his thing yeah Um, so anyway now we are going to spoil the street so spoilers for what's it called Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy Galaxy Volume Volume 3 Right, so I, I, I'm, I'd like to go into exactly what my issues were, but I feel like I've been talking for ages. So what, what do you want to talk about in Spoiler Street? What, did, what made you cry? All the Rocket Raccoon stuff. Completely took me off guard as well, because I'd seen the trailer, but the trailer was very much just like montage uh, I think it was such a good idea. It's like a twisted Pixar film, isn't it? It was such do a you good know what idea it... to pivot, to, to make this the story. And that's one of the reasons I really like the film, is the, tor- the story took me by surprise and was very interesting and really affected me all the stuff around what the creator whatever he is was doing to these animals i thought the relationship that rocket had with his three like friends was, was cute. so beautiful like the scene where please, they named please give themselves. awards to the entire vfx team that so do all of them because i believe all of them as characters when that one said her name was floor because she was lying on a floor <laughs> yeah, yeah. that reminded me so much of something our three-year-old would say um and i was just bawling all those scenes it really affected me and i really like how they kind of did it whenever it would cut to rocket in his like coma state and then we would kind of feel his memories like I frankly thought that stuff was like astonishingly good now I agree with your other points around the film but that this completely elevated it I loved Rocket being the that central character who's actually unconscious most of the film but we're getting this incredible backstory and I found that that, you know they often visit new planets I found it a really interesting idea that the planet is somebody who's trying to make earth better and like I found the human evolution or the animal evolution stuff really fascinating counter earth I found, yeah. oh, honestly, the core story absolutely fascinating and very emotional and um, really impacted me. So I think it was probably one of the most interesting stories I've seen in any of these Avengers movies, or sorry, MCU movies. Often I find the stories can be a bit dull, to can, be honest. Can I, can I provide a, uh, a counter-argument? You can. Because I agree, um, I was, you know, I felt all the emotional tugs of those you know, cute animals and you know it's all going to end badly. I thought the aesthetic of it all was very Very cool and interesting. It was like Sid from Toy Stories, you know, toys from the neighbour, wasn't it? Like these horrible nightmare sort of creations, the rabbit spider and all this thing. But then to to, to sort of provide that, you know, humanity is probably the wrong word, but that, you know, that, that emotional stuff all came through very well. However, and and I I thought it was... 
that they all thought they were going to go out and when he laughs at them and says oh you're when he laughs at rocket he says oh you're so clever but you thought you were going to be part of the new world and that moment was so heartbreaking but okay so here's my counter argument though all of that stuff is just it 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 does it it it, um whatever uh grind it, it it twists or pulls all the right levers gets the emotional reaction but not a minute of it was surprising to me or particularly novel or interesting that entire story played out exactly as i would have expected from the start and he was cartoonishly evil he you know he was boring as a villain to me really really boring the people are cartoonishly the evil but uh, but also it's just like what's it trying to say there was maybe a message in there about people playing god with humans and animal testing but i just i felt like it, it was skirting around a few things i think what it was trying to and say then kind is of it was just is, one note why is rocket raccoon the way he is that was it and bradley cooper's performance matched with the vfx guys they sold it completely yeah. i'm just saying from a story level it was relatively played out exactly as i was expected i found it a little uninteresting and actually i found for the most part there wasn't anything We're in walking this. up a massive hill if anyone's wondering <laughs> so why, we, like why did we go this way <laughs> <laughs> um but can i can i talk about the bits that i found disappointing or unsatisfying okay oh one more thing can i yeah. say forgot to say at the start I'm absolutely sick of Star-Lord. Don't want to see Chris Pratt again. Not that I think he's bad. I don't think Chris Pratt's really good in these movies. Sick of him. He's been in too many of the other movies. You do think he's good in this movie. I think he's fine. Yeah, Chris Pratt's fine. But I have no interest in his character. Now, spoilers. Neither neither does the movie. (laughs) Yeah, when when I thought he died, I was like actively happy. I was like, that's the right thing to do. No, that was a problem for me. Go on. I was like, get rid of him. Kill him off. Fine. But 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 then I was going through my head. But Dave always says that nobody ever dies in Marvel movies. So this is quite cool if they actually just kill him off. And within a minute he was alive again and I rolled my eyes. No, I actually just disagree with you again. Because I applaud them that everyone thought you'd assume they, they had publicised this as the last movie of this team. James Gunn's departing. Everyone went into this movie expecting, even the trailers have them walking, carrying Star-Lord's body. Which I thought was a great fake out because it's in the opening scene and he's just drunk. Okay, so um, I, I never... A noticed that in the trailer and B well there like, was didn't ever think he wasn't coming there back there was a general expectation that that someone's going to die you would expect that um and and they play I thought the movie cleverly plays with that you think rocket's going to die I believed he could be dead star lord going to die I believe he could be dead um but I like that they just gave them all a happy ending and they let them survive that I actually liked for once and it didn't feel like a cheat now it it's a bit of a cheap though. trick yeah it's a bit of a cheap he, trick he's Frozen blew up. I actually, and two seconds I think later that was, was pointless. Playing. It and it would have been completely unearned because Star Lord has a pointless character arc in this, and it just feels tacked on. Because at the beginning, and they're trying to reverse engineer a lot of this stuff to give an emotional payoff for the final scene, which was effective and works. And they all go their separate ways, and they all have their little moment. But I'm like, to set up the groundwork for that, they didn't have enough railroad track because they've got 12 characters or whatever to yeah. pay off. So what you get is, you get a scene, a shoehorned in scene of Mantis talking to Star-Lord while they're preparing for a heist, saying, hey, you should visit your granddad, maybe. Oh, that was terrible. And I'm like, yeah. what? I'm sorry, your granddad is not a character in this. He showed up for five seconds in the first Guardians of the Galaxy him. movie outside a, a hospital room. And then suddenly it's like, 
hey, you should go visit your granddad. He's your real family. People might care no, about you. Even though they, they just revealed that she's jumped. his sister. But then they... By the way, that's so confusing. I think they revealed that in the Christmas special. Yeah, they did, yeah. But, like, very confusing. And I don't know... I still don't know so, why So happened. she's his family. They're his family. The Guardians of the Galaxy now, are his why family. why are they siblings? Because I know I saw the Christmas special only a couple of months ago. Because I still don't know why Kurt Russell is his, his dad and he also created her. Fine, okay. And then the other thing is... At Guys, the end, this hill is so big. Why, <laughs> why did we walk in different when he, when he met the granddad at the end, I was so confused because I was like, but wait, that's the blue guy who blows the whistle. Here, I, I, sorry, I actually have to take off my jumper. Will you hold this? But when I was like, it's the blue guy who... There's actually... Oh, there's we're sheep. past sheep. This is what happens in your recorded podcast. we way into the country. <laughs> um, why is his granddad the why blue guy? What blue guy? That's no, he's not the blue guy. But it's the same actor. No, it's a different actor. He just what? maybe looks a bit like him. That's not him. It's the same actor. No, you just, it's not the same actor. Michael Rooker plays the blue guy you're referring to. Um, that actor and is not Michael Rooker. And he was him up playing the granddad. No, it's not. It's not Michael Rooker. I'll okay. IMDb it right you now if you want, IMDb but it. there is a resemblance. I'll okay, give you that. I thought, so I can see so why you're confused. Why I was so thrown as I was like, but why is the blue guy his granddad? No, he and is, then I just he is couldn't not. even pay attention. The granddad to is a character that appeared in the beginning of the Guardians of the Galaxy one for a moment, okay. a beat, and he yeah, is a somewhat recognizable character actor. So I'm sorry, that, that it's was just a like good character completely arc. no no ramp to to give that emotional payoff. Mantis you know, always Karen Gillan's great, always fun, but like, her, what's her whole thing in this? You know, her whole thing had been like... She's going to lead City, uh, she's going to lead... No, fairness, she was a child whose father mutilated and like experimented on and she's going to lead the children who've been experimented on, have no family. Fine. Okay. Like, I have no problem with that. But as I mean, her big character act seems to be like acknowledging that Drax is not stupid. I mean... Yeah, that okay, was weird. There's not much what there. I really liked um, about uh, the Gamora <clears throat> plot is, first of all, I thought Gamora was there, yes. so I was confused, and then they kind of explained it. I thought the exposition was. Well I thought done. the Gamora stuff was great. Yeah. I thought I thought they should have doubled down on Star Lord and Gamora and all that stuff because that was working and that was popping. It was. And good. I really like how they finished it. I really like they didn't like get that. together. Yeah. They're just different people. And also his and assumption where he he kept assuming that that this version of Gamora was sad or didn't have a unit and I and loved she did. at the end yeah. Sylvester Stallone by the way great cameo I love that she actually did and it was very presumptive of him to think otherwise so yeah. I enjoyed all that I, I totally agree I thought yeah. that paid off really well and there's they something interesting chemistry. in there versus like nature versus nurture you're defined by your experiences yeah you know um, so but they should have that should have been Star-Lord's plot not like oh he's gonna go visit his granddad and live on earth I'm sorry like what um, so, so I just feel like it wanted all these big moments and it didn't have enough room to do them now the Drax one didn't really have enough room either but it did make me cry when they said you're not a destroyer you're a dad because it's a great line and also I think there's got he's got enough um, goodwill from the first two Guardians movies that and that is his plot from the beginning his family were murdered by Thanos he's such a good he, actor that's why he's the destroyer and there's all these hints that he was a good dad beforehand so for me that did pay off I thought Rocket naturally did get a good emotional payoff because he's the he's the bulk of the story here yeah. um, and then who Brilliant. else and then Mantis I mean like I don't know why Why is she I, going I off by herself I appreciate okay fine she's saying she wants to go off by herself that's fine but albeit like, it was on her where's why the is she going off for that there's, okay, there was no groundwork for it, first of all. Second of all, why is she going off with those three enormous creatures? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, where she are likes you going? Them. Like, I how mean, are you travelling? I don't know. And and then also, but but Mantis, again, great. Everyone's great in this, and and everyone's kind of having fun. And I I, I feel bad enjoying? shitting on it, but I'm like, you're not you, if you're on gonna it. have a big emotional payoff, 
you gotta have you gotta set the set the the, the railway tracks. And if you're and not gonna kill someone, which is like an easier way to have an emotional which, payoff, which is a cheap manipulative yeah. way to do it. And, and actually, if Starlet that had been Starla's death would have felt completely pointless and unearned no, also I would have loved he goes it. back for his music that's I mean, what I mean he's kind of a flipping pointless I guy get, though all right. I actually thought it would have been brilliant if he died just to get his stupid iPod now can we talk about though it's a Zune it's a Microsoft Zune oh. which I think is a really funny detail it's oh, not why? an iPod what the hell is a Microsoft Zune exactly the uh, Microsoft released uh, their own version of an iPod called the Zune I didn't even notice did that not, it wasn't. nobody had one and that's what they have um, but what I want to talk about is and I think this is where I loved all the characters coming together and it was like James Gunn as a, at his absolute finest. Is the that corridor scene. scene. In the corridor. Yeah, it's fantastic. Each person got their own fighting bit. So it was class. I felt like every character, we were seeing every character's yeah. strengths. It, the music, of course, like in this movie, as all the movies, is fantastic. The slow-mo, every single thing about that scene was absolutely brilliant really oh, good and I coming. think what this movie we're on a country road now what this movie didn't step um, in step into the ditch what this movie didn't do that too many Marvel movies do is have like a very boring huge third act fight sequence it really didn't no I actually disagree with you again <laughs> I found the third act fight scene with the big all the, the, the ship and there's like a space battle happening and there's all these like minor ships and then there's then they send like that was really brief warthog robots down to nowhere i just thought it all felt a bit muddled and oh i like this i just liked it instead of like one huge set piece that goes on for 20 minutes i liked all the different there was a huge set piece that went on for 20 but but i'm not going to criticize this movie because all marvel movies have that problem and even the first guardians of the galaxy movie had that problem but i'm fine if you're going to pepper in a quick cool corridor fight scene to tie it all together so that that i'm, I'm fine so what's our takeaway so, on the will cooter thing i guess he's will in the Poulter. comics will Poulter, he, yeah he's a famous adam warlock is a famous character from the comics who i don't know and have no affiliation with and but we like, still don't know he's a big character so they're like he could be he could have his own franchise maybe but, but i'm like get him really, out of this movie We're, like is he supposed to be really stupid i couldn't figure out what he was he, what we i don't were think the movie or james gunn or will Poulter knew what they were doing because yeah. he starts off they introduce him, I thought, very effectively as, a, like as an antagonist. He was yeah, terrifying. Was and good. I really felt the threat of um, of um, of this guy versus the Guardians. Like, there's five of them trying to take him down. And they cannot. And he still escapes and manages to m- critically injure one of them. So I was like, whoa, this movie is like is playing for keeps. I thought At the beginning, I thought, amazing. And I thought, he's the villain. This is great. And then, like, the next scene... He's a comic relief character. He's like this goofy idiot. And but that's okay because, like, what's... He's got physicality and he can attack someone, but that doesn't mean that in his own ecosystem he's not, like, the bottom of the pack. Fine. But, and, and, but like, and, and fine, you could argue what it does in that scene is establish the real villain as even more powerful mm-hmm. because he pushes him up against the wall. So you're like, oh, my God, if the Guardians couldn't take down that guy and this guy takes him down easily, well, he's even more strong. So that's mm-hmm. kind of good, like... Um, layering of the the stakes, but then you know to quote the the um, um, the screen rant uh, uh, guy, the uh, the scriptwriter <laughs> scriptwriter guy. What is it? You know when the guardians do face him off. Well, it's super easy, barely an inconvenience. Yeah. Um, so I'm like. Well, okay, so that didn't really amount to much. And we, I, but just make Will Poulter the villain if if you want to no. introduce him. But it, in the course of this very movie, he becomes super villain at the beginning. I'm like, whoa! In the middle, he's like comic relief. Then you want me to buy into his emotional arc because his mother, who we have no affinity for, dies, I guess. And then suddenly he's like 
an awkward kind of good guy at the end and then by the post credit scene he's in the Guardians I'm like guys at least the Fast and the Furious movie movies franchise which also does this you know waits waits you know between two movies to release before the the bad guy from the previous villain becomes know, a yeah. member of the family I'm like, like you had, did this all in the same movie he could have saved Star-Lord or whatever if you think he needed saving which I don't and then disappeared like he didn't need to be in the next scene which but also can we find out and talk about something because something that I couldn't understand but I loved in this film why is Groot like a superhero now he was always like that but at the very end, he's so huge in the post credit scene. Oh, I guess he gets really, he can get really big. He's like a rock, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, he seemed to be, have an entirely different creature design. He can fly now. He jumps out of like a spaceship and grows wings. Yeah, I'm fine with that. They've completely modified Why him. not? But that's cool. He's Groot. He's like, can do stuff. I loved when Zoe said <laughs> why, can't, why can't he make I mean, he wings can. out of his branches? It's just, like, it's just interesting that he's evolved so much. Um, I loved when Zoe Saldana understood him at the end. That I was nice. That was really I didn't nice like scene. when he said, I love you guys. I'm like... I didn't get that. But like, I what? thought Groot couldn't speak English. Well, I know. It just that felt cheap. And nobody reacted to it yeah. either. So I was confused by that. Also, I have a side note. Because, like, sorry, we are Groot was much more powerful in the first Yeah, that movie. was lovely. When Groot was dancing, I thought that they made Groot a bit sexy. Okay, wow. Yeah. Can we just pause the podcast <laughs> now? Just so I can have time to clip I, this up later. I think they're giving Groot a vibe. What are you talking about? I think so Groot's let's dig got into a vibe, and I think in the next movie, wherever Groot is, he's hooking up with super, else. super sexy Groot movie. I don't know what you're he's hoping doing. for. Sort of a veer into the erotica, <laughs> no, the MCU erotica. I just think there's something going Daddy, on with Groot, and it's I don't know what it is. I think there's something going on with you. <laughs> Do you want to sit up. down on the therapist couch for a minute? And let's just you know dig into Groot's this. Groot's had a, gr- a glow up, and yeah. Groot's grown up. Okay. And I yeah. think there's and something And you find in it. him physically attractive. <laughs> I think they just tried That's to make him... That's what you're saying here. I'm saying when they made him dance, uh-huh. he wasn't dancing in a foolish way. He was dancing in a sexy way. Oh, okay. Around yeah. all those children. No, just dancing yeah. with... No, him and Rocket were dancing. Oh, him and Rocket were yeah. dancing intimately so and sexily. intimately. I said yeah. Groot was kind of sexy. Kind of sexy. Yeah. yeah, Groot's kind of sexy. That's yeah. the takeaway here. Yeah. Okay, I am... And evolved. Confused. I am um, not saying I fancy Groot. I'm saying I feel like they've evolved him into quite a different character now as opposed to like baby Groot sure, sure you know what I mean sure yeah okay yeah. <coughs> anyway I'm glad love, um, <laughs> our kids love baby Groot <laughs> actually uh, which is there's a baby Groot like shorts on Disney Plus they're really good yeah uh, this movie's not really suitable for kids though no because they saw it's it it's horrifying when, we, when, we went to, um, <laughs> when I went to see mummies with them last weekend don't recommend um, Groot poster was up in the cinema and they were um, like oh my god Groot we want to watch that movie I was like you're not watching that movie um, another thing I'd like to just briefly mention was the heist. I thought that was all really good. I loved the colourful suits. Uh, I, I lo- love that, yeah. I loved In the Meantime by Space Hog. That track was the standout for me uh, in this movie. I've been. What uh, was that one again? Listen- it was in the first trailer. I've Give been listening to a lot. Uh, no, I'm not going to sing. Sorry, I can't do it. And it's a, it's really high. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, sort of mixed feelings. I do, fun, I do like it overall. Palette just... cleanser after Evil Dead Rise, for sure. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the, I feel so much happier coming out of this <laughs> than I did Evil Dead Rise, or I wanted to have a wash and, you know, go see a therapist. Anyway, let us know what you thought of think this you, I do think you should see a therapist, though, about your Groot. 
I just um, think I'm just I see Groot's what they're addiction. at. I see what they're at with Groot, and I appreciate it. No, that's not what they're at, Kathy. It is. They what are not at. sexualizing Groot <laughs> deliberately. They're not sexualizing. That is not me. what you have. You haven't like stumbled upon some like I'm saying Groot's hidden all gro- agenda. Groot's this all is grown your up. baggage. Groot's all grown up now. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, he's yeah. all grown up. Um, and I can't wait to see Mrs. Groot because I presume they're going to do that, and it's going to be like two trees in a pod kind of vibe. Oh. Um. Now. If, let us know what you thought of the movie yes come over to Twitter or Letterboxd or Instagram at the cinema um, or come over to Patreon where every month we watch a retro movie and every week we do different TV reviews uh, roundups of all the TV we're watching at the moment we're doing weekly reviews of Succession only three episodes to go but we have a whole back catalogue of Succession going back to season two um, and speaking of we have some new patrons that we wanted to shout out yeah I'd like to thank some of our new patrons here so a uh, big thank you to Anne-Marie to uh, Lou Mensa who has her own great podcast yeah Shade Shade and actually her latest uh, we really recommend that podcast it's award winning podcast and it's brilliant and Lou's a friend of the pod and she this season is actually covering film over on Shade so oh, go great. check it out so yeah. Shade is uh, Lou's podcast uh, thank you to Lena to Joseph Creech uh, to Lauren H and to Shane Duffy so they've all uh, joined the Cinemile High Club at patreon.com forward slash the Cinemile for three or four euro a month and you get uh, all the stuff that uh, that Kathy just said and we're about to do another retro movie poll this month yeah. to decide on what we're going to watch and um, if you are still listening and you haven't already done so we would greatly appreciate if you could head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen and leave us a five star review because that just greatly helps the podcast yes. and is always appreciated and also here's another one to plug as soon as we switch this off we're going to uh, switch it on again and talk about some shows we've been watching recently for our patrons uh, including uh, Beef uh, Star Wars Visions um, I'm trying to remember the Diplomat I've been watching the Diplomat what else Smigadoon season two. Campfire. Yeah, yeah. So we've got all that stuff, stuff we TV shows we'd recommend, spoiler free, over on our Patreon. That'll be up there right now. So Bye. Bye. And we'll kill anyone who gets in our way. No, not kill anyone. Kill a few people. Kill no people. Kill one guy, one stupid guy who no one loves. Now you're just making it sad. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.